because I'm afraid people who haven't seen it are going to hate me. You kept insisting on that awful British accent. What? That the whole time... Me, governor? I know, and I was having a seizure about it. You know, I always look up the little synopsis to read, and really, for this, just crazy shit happens. <laughs> this week it is hashtag don't forget to bring a towel, and we did not forget to bring our towel. Welcome. This is the Fright Club podcast, and she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And we are from madwolf.com, and we are back doing it live in front of the crowded Gateway Film Center, Woo! where we are. Yeah. And the ones in front, they're, they've kind of got that look on their face. They're wary. Are there going to be body fluids? <laughs> is this a Guar concert? What's what's going on? But uh, <laughs> we're back Surprise, here. Surprise, it's a Guar concert. <laughs> back as we are uh, every second Wednesday of the month at Gateway doing Fright Club Live. And uh, welcome. Come on in. We are talking body fluid horror. And we were in happy hour earlier. And I forget who, but somebody said, how did this concept, how did this countdown come up? And you've been thinking about it for a while and kind of put it to the side and then then kind of revisit it? Yes. Well, the film that we're going to show, We Are the Flesh, um, I first thought about, it was like the short list probably two years ago to show here, and I, I bumped it, and then last year, and then I bumped it, because I'm afraid people who haven't seen it are going to hate me. And so this year, you were just like, dude, suck it up and get it on that <laughs> list. And so here it is. So if they do hate it, you blame me then, because I just said, put it on there. Well, I'm the, I mean, I'm the, no, it's my fault. I'm, yeah, it's my fault. No, it's going to be fun because we, we have to come up with these, these countdown themes. I don't think themes. fun is the word. It's going to be fun. We're going to make it fun. Okay. We're going to make it fun. So welcome. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> before we get to that, uh, we want to thank everybody that uh, chimed in about last, last time out, we did the best horror movies so far, so this, far this year. year. And mm-hmm. even though there are some good ones, we we kind of agreed that so far this year it hasn't been the strongest. No, although the second half already started really strong with uh, the first big horror film of July, Midsummer, right. which we love. Right, exactly. And, uh, of course, It Chapter 2 is coming up. Hopefully um, the the other big Lupita Nyong'o horror movie. She's making two this year. Oh, my Woo! God. It's so awesome. Little Monsters. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that that gets released this year, you know, that we yeah. get to see the second half of the year. So it's, I think it should end strong. But, we, I mean, we found a bunch of good ones to talk about. Oh, yeah, and I'm already already looking forward to the, the the end of the year to talk about midsummer because that has become so polarizing um, <laughs> it's, and it's just one of those movies that's so much fun to talk about and try to dissect and uh, if you haven't seen it go do that and do then it. we can we can uh, discuss on Twitter speaking of we got some funny comments over on uh, Twitter at fright Club pod <laughs> we did well it's funny actually the first comment was from our friend Omar who was actually talking about our other podcast the screening room. Right, because we talked about the movie yesterday on the screening room, the Beatles-inspired movie, mm-hmm. and you kept insisting on that awful British accent. What? That the whole time. Me, governor? I know, and I was having a seizure about it. <laughs> and then so on Twitter, Omar suggested that we do an entire podcast, a Cockney podcast, and... I think I suggested that first. He was just backing me up. I could be. But Dan Stout thought it would... He assumed that this was a, a Fright Club podcast. And then Omar said that we should basically do... You can be Sweeney Todd and I can be Mrs. Lovett. And then... Okay. So I guess it's like a... Is it like cosplay? Are we doing like a cosplay podcast yeah. at this point? Which doesn't make much sense since we just do it in a studio. But, you know, it but might that, be fun. But that gives us some Halloween uh, ideas already. It Halloween does. costume ideas. It does. So thanks, thanks for that feedback. And by the way, <laughs> speaking of The Screening Room, which is our other podcast that we do every week where we review all the new movies, both The Screening Room and Fright Club 
have been nominated for the Columbus Podcast Awards That's this right. year. So come out and help celebrate with us. The awards are going to be August 25th, right here at the Gateway, from 6 to 8. And the, high, the awards will highlight and celebrate some of your favorite podcasts in Columbus, like ours. <laughs> and this will be fam- family-friendly. Who agreed to that? <laughs> family-friendly. Free events, so come out and support it. And you can register for free tickets to the award show at columbuspodcastawards.com. So that should be fun. Yeah. And by the way, as we're thanking again uh, everybody for all the support for our the fun we had at the uh, Dead Don't Die mm-hmm. uh, screening, <gasps> s- who that was <gasps> hooked <gasps> up. <gasps> we were hooked up with that by Sicily. Right. Um, we can't really spill Owens. all the beans right now, but we might but have there another. There are beans to spill. There are beans to spill soon, hopefully. Yep. We're going to have another uh, bit of fun arranged by Sicily, our friend at the Owens Group. That's right. A uh, fun event for our August for our August Fright, Fright Club. Club Live. So stay tuned to uh, Mad Wolf Which will Columbus. offset the film we're going to show, Hounds of Love, which is not fun. <laughs> it's great. It's a brilliant movie. Fun, it's not. Yeah, so watch us on uh, on Twitter or Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook. Hopefully we'll have something to announce here real soon, and that'll be for the August Fright Club. And by the way, just there, there's not going to be a, a studio Fright Club between now and then because uh, we've, had, we've had Fright Club this whole time on Golden Spiral Media. We're changing hosts. Golden Spiral Media, great. Daryl and everybody there, we wish them nothing but the best, but they're kind of going in a different direction, and we are too, so we decided to just part ways friendly and uh, wish each other well. So we're going to be changing hosts here in the next month, so we're going to have to take one one off as we get that all squared away. Yeah, and also as we're lazy. <laughs> Laziness is playing a big role in this, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> but no, really, uh, seriously, thanks again to Daryl and everybody at Golden Spiral Media. Yeah, they're awesome. And, they're and awesome. they have some great podcasts there, yeah, by the way, really especially do. if you are uh, have a, a favorite TV show. A yes. lot of their podcasts. Well, they do a great one for The Twilight Zone. Yep. And, and Stranger also, Things and, Stranger and things, all But those. also, of course, Corey Metcalf, our, our yeah. senior Aussie correspondent, he's got at least one podcast over there. Yeah, um. <laughs> at least one, exactly. <laughs> right. So, uh, so yeah, so we'll be back um, for next month uh, for Fright Club Live in August. But let's get back to body fluids. I know everybody wants to. Um, <laughs> anything to uh, run down uh, before we get to these top five? So, and it's the funniest thing, too, that, I watch a lot of horror movies. I don't know if you're aware of that. What? The only thing that I really can't stomach is is body fluids. Like blood I'm good with. Arterial spray all day long. But everything else, I just it just grosses me out. It just absolutely grosses me out. So so like sort of revisiting some options for this, I just thought I'm gonna be sick. You know, I like th- so there are a couple of films that didn't make the list that I want to just call out for making me sick. Drag me to hell. I like forgot how nasty that vomit scene was. I'm like, oh God, I'm watching this again. Um, <laughs> you know, um, Yeah, re- vomit especially. She doesn't like the vomit. Oh, I, or or like, you know, like yeah, no, there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, and most of the movies that made the list made me sick in one way or another. <laughs> uh, you know, that was like how I, you know, how how the ret reaction? How strong was it? Okay, that that one's on the list then. So that was basically that's how we ranked them. Mm-hmm. How how much did I retch or near retch? That's a solid ranking system. I think so. Okay, so some so. that didn't make didn't make it. One of them that I came close to making it, but it's just so bad of a film is <laughs> Street Trash. You guys know Street Trash, right? Trauma. Ah, uh, I got and, some fans uh, here. You know, street the bums trash. like melt. And I thought, I don't even know that that's body fluids. It's candle wax. So that really, but, uh, and then reanimator, although those aren't really body fluids exactly either, but it's very fluidy. Society, eh, where they kind of melt into each other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. like, what's the line? Is it a fluid? It's more of a goo. I don't know. 
I think too much about this. Scanners, there's a lot of projectile whatnot, but again, is it fluid? I don't know, the exorcist. Yeah. So the exorcist and then and Carrie and Drag Me to Hell, these are all movies that have like one great scene, like pivotal scene. Mm -hmm. Then the rest of the movie is kind of fluid free, more or less. Uh, and so I thought, well, we got to have at least one that's not on here for volume. It's on here for like the power of the one scene. <laughs> and is it going to be number it's five? Be number I think five. it is. Uh, hoping to walk away with a massive fortune, a trio of thieves break into the house of a blind man who isn't as helpless as he seems. 2016, don't breathe. Yo. I got our ticket out of here. Rumor is this guy is sitting on at least 300K. Boom! That's our guy. Wait, is he blind? We messed up to rob a blind guy, isn't it? Just because he's blind don't mean he's insane, bro. Who's there? Stay right there. How many of you are there? Man, all right, just let me go, please. Okay, I swear to God. We're trapped in here. There has to be a way out of here. Now you're going to see what I see. I remember seeing the trailer for this before we actually saw it, and I immediately was drawn in by the trailer, and I, I remember thinking, I hope they, you know, explore it effectively, and I was ready to be let down, and boy, was I not, because it, it man, it delivers the goods. Yeah, it really does. The anxiety and the, that, you know, that, the tension and the claustrophobia, and, and yeah, you, you, like, find yourself, like, not breathing and not making any noise. And Stephen Lang, who plays the blind man, this crazy jacked blind man, who's always good in everything. And, yeah. Uh, he was great. Yeah, in this and movie. he he has I think it's thirteen lines of dialogue. Really, shut up. Yeah, yeah, and wow. he is so so effective. Uh, and the way they like you said, it's claustrophobic, and everybody's wondering when are you going to talk about the body fluids? Uh, because is anybody that hasn't seen this hasn't seen Don't Breathe? Oh, okay, okay. All right, um, now that's good to know. Yeah, that is good because uh, when it gets to the body fluids, I didn't expect it to go no. there. No. Um, but it's pretty memorable. <laughs> He's shaking his head. No, it is. Uh, it is extremely memorable. It is, and uh, it just it involves a turkey baster. It does, and just yeah. a single hair. <laughs> I think that was a push over the cliff to me. I'm like, oh god. But that's why, so, like you were saying, that's why this made the list because even though it's really just that one scene, it is so like you got to yeah, be thing kidding is, me. And it's also not gratuitous scene. in the way that it's handled, it, you know. And it, there, it, there's almost no way for it not to be, and yet it wasn't. And it's um, very, it's it's very important to the story. It, is. it absolutely and, and the is, and the story of takes what's this going on. Complete left turn. Yeah. Once they get in the basement, which is always where left turns are taken, <laughs> stay out of the basement, oh, everyone. Boy, and um, you know they still have on IMDb right now. They still have "Don't Breathe" too. Yeah, they do. They don't have a date for it, but it's listed again. Fetty Alvarez yeah. and uh, Stephen Lang and uh, Jane Levy back. Hmm. And but you know, so I don't know if if it's getting close or whatever. I kind of don't want them to do it. But, well, mm, you know, I don't know. Mm. But it's uh, it's uh, speaking of Fetty Alvarez, who yeah. we will probably will be speaking of later. In this podcast, uh, in contrast to that other movie, he was he was determined here to make it less bloody and with an original storyline, more suspenseful and and take out really supernatural elements and just get lean and mean with this one. And I think, man, he really did uh, achieve that. Yeah, he did. We were just talking today, actually, because we're going to do a podcast coming up soon. Actually, the Pink Paradox is all about about dogs. We were going to do one on cats and dogs, and there are just too many cats movies and just too many dogs movies, so we're going to split it apart. 
Mm-hmm. And and I just realized today what a good option this movie is for the dog's podcast. Yeah. So I might have just skipped right past it, and now I think I'm going to have to give it a second thought. Okay. that's a scary-ass dog. It is a scary dog. It yeah. is. Yeah, and this one, we, again, we're not going to spoil the ending, but this one, suffice to say, originally had a very darker ending mm. than the uh, ending that they had, but uh, it didn't go over well with, with test, test screening, so they changed it. And then they left themselves open to a possible sequel, yeah. which, uh, which may or may not be coming. But I hope so. I'm, yeah. in, for, I'm in for it. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm in for it. I All mean, right. they did that one effectively. If everybody's back, I'm in for it. And, you know, if, if they can bring in another inventive twist on body fluids, you know, <laughs> maybe. Because that uh, is my favorite thing. Move to a meat thermometer? <laughs> I, I don't know. What could be next? But that's, that is Don't Breathe from 2016, number five on our list of body fluid horror. And going from just a little bit, one scene, to an awful lot, (laughs) many scenes, scenes, all the scenes, a young man's mother is bitten by a Sumatran rat monkey. She gets sick and dies, at which time she comes back to life, killing and eating dogs and friends and neighbors. It's dead alive. On this picturesque block, in this manicured home, something horrifying is haunting life. Your mother's dead, Lionel. Now, whatever mom's got... Where's your mother? ...has caught on with the neighbors. She's been You know what that means! How do you kill something that's already dead? Your mother ain't my dog! Dead alive. So it's that it's that scene right there with the lawnmower, right? That's that's my favorite scene in this movie. That's just that's just such a, an inspired carnage laden party scene. Yeah, but and that's not the that's not the scene that got this movie on this list. Although honestly, this list doesn't exist without Peter Jackson. Let's be honest. <laughs> and any one of his movies, including you know some of his non horror films, could probably have made this list. But uh, the reason uh, it's the custard, it's the custard scene. You guys know the custard scene? Oh, God. And, I, I, and we were talking about it on Happy Hour. I think it was Jason who was saying it's actually the sound, like the chewing sort of food sound, like married to that sort of squirt of pus. And then, oh, the, oh God, God. Ugh. So, I don't know if she's going to make it through I her own know. countdown here. But uh, because for me, I mean, the lawnmower scene, that's, that's, that's a lot of blood. Uh, in fact, they were pumping. Uh, apparently, they were pumping at five gallons per second mm. for that lawnmower scene. Mm-hmm. And this one, uh, I think, before another movie that we're going to talk yeah. about, this one had the record, didn't it? It did. For most fake blood. It did. Uh, I can believe this, it. This movie, right, Dead Alive, knocked the Evil Dead Two, Dead Till, Dead by Dawn, knocked it out of the top spot for most blood or body fluids, fake body fluids being used in a film. And then, um, then Dead Alive came out and just obliterated that <laughs> record. And then it's funny because the promise is that It Chapter 2 is going to beat Ooh. the current record. We'll talk about the current record in a minute. I find it hard to, I don't know how you beat that one. Yeah, I don't either. I'm eager to see someone try. Yeah, oh, I am too, very eager. As we've talked before, this, this one is not my favorite movie. No? But um, it's, you know, his type of horror comedy just, I don't know, it just, it's just kind of lost on me. For, for one reason or another, but I certainly agree that it's uh, it's body fluid heavy. And, I, you know, I knew, obviously, this was in 92, and then years later, Peter Jackson did uh, a really fine uh, remake of King Kong. And uh, this one has that one um, reference to King Kong because they were bringing in the, the monkeys from Skull Island. Yes. But I just learned recently it has another one. The guy, the actor 
who plays the guy who takes the picture of Lionel's mother crushing the rat monkey's head. Yeah. He was actually an extra in the 1976 King Kong. Oh. He was just like in the crowd. The worst of the King Kongs. Uh, yeah. The lowest rung Kong. <laughs> but it, it, what Kong? <laughs> Sexy Kong. Sexy That's Kong. That's right. Yeah, that was, it was Jessica Dwan. Lang. Dwan. Jessica Dwan. Lang and uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, this one, uh, it's it's got, as we've, I think we've talked about, mentioned this before, is that it came with, uh, in some of the, the uh, rentals, it came with vomit bags mm-hmm. because it had so much. I, I, see, I think for me, it's just too comical. It's just too absurd to get really vomit-inducing. But maybe no, that was just, just for- No, that dinner scene is, that's the one. That's the push over the cliff. I mean, there's lots of other, the, the zombie baby, you know, the yeah. split the head open. I mean, there's lots of others, but it's, it's, the, uh, it's the pus and the custard. <laughs> that's the one. Pus and custard yeah. make it dead alive from 1992. That is number four on our body fluid list. And we'll move up to number three, and that's the one that we're going to see tonight after wandering a ruined city for years in search of food and shelter. Two siblings find their way into one of the last remaining buildings in 2016's We Are the Flesh. Now, I know there's more than a few people, at least a few people, haven't haven't seen this. And uh, we never like to talk too much about the movie that we're going to show for fear of spoilers. But usually we go off by ourselves and find a little uh, quiet place and talk about it. But this time we're going to just continue here after the movie and record it. So anybody that wants to come down and just kind of get some get your thoughts on, uh, we'd love to hear what you think about it after the movie. Because this one, <laughs> especially Hope, is very concerned about the reactions. I'm a little worried. <laughs> I mean, but if you're here, and I mean... All the body fluids, all the body fluids, every body fluid you can think of, all of them. They all, they all star in this movie. Yeah, as, all the body. As fluids. somebody said in Happy Hour, it goes places. It does. Uh, it goes all the places. <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. That's number three. We are the flesh. <laughs> tonight's movie that we'll see here in just a few. Number two body fluid list. One we've been alluding to for a while. Five friends head to a remote cabin where the discovery of a book of the dead leads them to unwittingly summon up demons living in the nearby woods. 2013's Evil Dead. You are all going to die tonight. I read a passage from that book. Oh my god! What did you do that? <laughs> so 50,000 gallons of fake blood in one scene in that movie, right? So the torrential downpour and it's just bleed it's just bleeding. The world is bleeding. And that's what knocked Dead Alive yeah. out of the top spot and that's what It Chapter 2 claims it's going to beat. I remember just being blown away by this how much I liked this movie because you love the original Evil Dead's very much and I'm like, okay, this one is so good. I think it's it's so far and away the best of the Evil Dead series. I just I just love it. And originally it was going to be the kickoff of a trilogy. They were they were going to do Army of Darkness 2 after this starring Mia and then come back with Ash and Mia teaming up. But the nobody picked up on Army of Darkness 2, so they went to the TV series mm-hmm. Ash versus Evil Dead, which man, that's a bum. That would have been fun. It would have been fun. And I think though, I think Betty Alvarez's take on this was so much less comical, less three oh, yeah. yeah. that he lost a, a lot of the core audience. A lot of people hated this movie. A lot of fans that's of the franchise crazy. hated this movie. 
and a lot of people who are just horror fans and who are not fans of the franchise really enjoyed it. I am a fan of the franchise, and I think this is a great movie, and I love the way it recombines all the elements from the first two, certainly, uh, and then just kind of, you see all the same things. Somebody carves their arm off, and somebody, you know, somebody, you know, is trapped on the basement, and I mean, all the same things, except for the tree rape, which honestly, I was happy to not have again. But everything else is in there, just in a different combination, in a different order, which I thought was really fresh and interesting, but not uncalled for, because honestly, Evil Dead 2 is just a remake of the Evil Dead. It's just a remake of the Evil Dead is all it is with like 20 extra bucks for production. So um, I thought it was actually really in keeping with- 20. <laughs> Pizza money. Um, I thought it was really in keeping with sort of the, you know, the, the history of the film. But, but I think a lot of people were, they, they really missed the comedic element. And you did not. I did not. That type of comedy is not your I, style. I just thought this not was your tempo. Real, not my tempo. Not my jam, as the kids say. But uh, <laughs> no kids say that. <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to be hip. Uh, Fetty Alvarez has said that they used fifty thousand gallons for the final scene yeah, alone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's going to be hard to beat. I mean, the ball's in your court. It. It too. <laughs> uh, we're looking for that. But uh, as we've said a couple of times, talking about this, Diablo Cody. Worked on the screenplay, which is never a bad idea. No, I think you can. She doesn't really. She doesn't get credit for right, it. Right, uh, right. And but you, she's all over it. Yeah, and because it was because of the body fluids and their effect that they had, they shot like ninety-five percent of this in chronological order. Because once you start spraying that stuff, <laughs> it's hard to come back. It's hard to come back to ground zero. So they had to just shoot it in order. And yeah, I just I don't understand. I, I guess I I should say maybe I do for the people that love that absurd nature the crazy nature of the first couple they they i could see how you'd be missing that but i just think this is so so far superior and uh, i would have loved to see him continue on yes it's, no i would have to yeah. i enjoyed this very much and i didn't expect to but i definitely did very i good. missed bruce campbell but you well, know I at think, the end yeah, the very end yeah i do think that in most movies i see i think i miss bruce campbell <laughs> <laughs> so you know why would this be any different so number two evil dead uh the 2013 version uh, on our list of body fluid horror, and boy, what in the heck could beat that? Well, it's our number one movie from 2003. A Yakuza enforcer, it's a giveaway, is ordered to secretly drive his beloved colleague to be assassinated. It's Takashi Miike Gozu. <laughs> that movie so much. Of course, uh, veteran Fright Clubbers will remember we showed this here did as part it. of Fright Club some time ago. And it's one where, you know, <laughs> I always look up the little synopsis to read. And really, for this, just crazy shit happens. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the synopsis of this. It just, it man, talk about going places. Holy crap. This is a crazy movie. It I is. Mean, it's funny. It's surreal. It's WTF. It it's is. It's just totally absurd. And it's. Takashi Miike just just running wild. Yeah. I mean, he pushes taboos. He enjoys taboos. Oof. And it's funny. So uh, it's the same writer and director as Ichi the Killer. Ichi the Killer's title screen is written in semen. So, you know, they've got a long history of really enjoying the body fluids. And the reason that goes through, besides the fact that I just love this movie, is the push over the cliff, is that it's got more lactation in it than any of the films on the list. And I thought, well, good for you for going there because... That's gross. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily, but the way they do it is really foul. And it's I really not right. I, I can't believe we didn't know this before, but we just learned a great piece of trivia about this movie. Yes, we did. The writer, uh, Sakichi Sato, is Charlie Brown from the Kill Bill movies. 
Yeah. Of See? course he is. I like, can tell by the track. faces. Yeah. No, a lot of people didn't know that either, but no. that's great. I know. That is good. Well, you could, he was in the trailer, mm-hmm. so then you, once you see it, you see him like, yeah, yeah. Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the places this, this movie goes, even though, yes, okay, it is about the uh, guy driving his colleague to be assassinated, but <laughs> it's, but it's about it? a whole hell of a lot more <laughs> than really? that. So it gets, you know, it gets the points for quality and quantity. It is. And variation, it as does. you, as you so aptly pointed out, of body fluids. Mm-hmm. Variety. And also, um, my colleague, Matt Weiner came to the Fright Club where we showed it. And in the office where we worked, they had a conference room that has, like, these sort of Ohio cow paintings, and we just renamed the off the conference room Go Zoo. So we were like, which room are we in? Go Zoo, and that's where we would go. <laughs> I might have been the only one with like the guttural sort of pronunciation, but still, others did say Go Zoo. And that's why she now works at home. <laughs> so, the <laughs> so that's number one, and we're running late, so we gotta get on with this. Be sure to stick around. Like I said, we're going to, after we show it, we're going to talk about our more specific thoughts on the movie. Tonight, we are the flesh. And if you want to hang around for that, we would love to have you. 79 minutes later. We're trying to digest our thoughts. Yeah, so this is the most sexual sexual movie I've ever seen that is the least sexiest movie I've ever sat through. It's crazy. The what they do with that it's it is, graphic I, it is it's graphic it, it it's like the, i think so you don't really know it until the end of the film and i hope that this is a spoiler for anybody who's listening but it's really a metaphor right for kind of um the the like lowest socioeconomic status people in mexico city and that they just it's sort of this idea of of um comfort and birth and rebirth and it just you know what what People with absolutely no money and no hope and no uh, possibility of ever leaving their where they are right now. What they do to try to find some amount of life, you know. Yeah, and in some ways it reminded me of for that reason. We are what we are. Yes. The original. We are what we are. Yeah. And a little bit too for that central figure, uh, Baskin. Yeah, I can of that, see that. That yeah. central figure that controls everything. What do you think? This is like the most. W? Yeah, this is, you guys have taken it. This is the most WTF thing I've seen <laughs> at Gateway. Uh, I, rem- I I love going to see movies and not knowing what's going to happen. And it's like these You're ones welcome. that help me appreciate <laughs> all the things, all the other things right. much more. Like I think the last thing that had made me feel almost this way, although this clearly takes the cake, was this movie that I saw here a couple months or a few months ago uh, that was... French film, part of it was like black and white and color, but all the boy cast were actually played by girls, and the boys slowly became girls over the course of the film. And there was lots of sex as well. And this, this is, this is. Was that one of ours? Mind. That wasn't one of ours. No, I don't no, even recognize no, this that movie. I, saw it. I bet it will be. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you guys should see it. I mean, I hope if you like this, you'll probably like that too. I'm pretty sure he's talking about uh, the Wild Boys from a couple of years ago. I do well, so. I love Noe Hernandez, right? The, the oh, yeah. central male figure in this yeah. movie. Yeah. He's just nuts, he and in the best possible way. Um, you can tell I, from the just you can tell his face. He's just oh, that guy's nuts. Oh, yeah. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, and I and I think that a lot of the lines that he delivers uh, would have seemed so corny and weird coming from anybody else who couldn't like master that creepy smile. 
Um, and, and I do think that there's a lot of merit to the movie, although I can, I can see where it's not everyone's cup of tea. And as Richard said, <laughs> I'm not even sure it's my cup of tea, to be honest with you. Yeah, because I think every time somebody got up to either go to the bathroom or get a beer, she's, she's whispering to me, we lost one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're coming back. Now, we should say this is writer-director Emiliano... Rocha Minter. Yes. And I, I whispered to you, he's he's done more things or not? No, he has not. Um, they drummed uh, him out of the core right. after this. No. Um, uh, but it, but this does remind me, like you, you said, it reminds me of, of uh, We Are What We Are because yeah. I think it, it's it's a very similar. It's also metaphorical about the about poverty in Mexico City. Um, and it reminds me of Gozu, a movie where I don't even know if I could describe the plot or if there is a plot. Again, there's a lot of body fluids. Well, and there's a there's a birth in Gozu. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Gozu has a lot of yeah birth and rebirth. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I'm not even sure which of those scenes is weirder. The one where a woman gives birth to a grown man right. and goes zoo, or this one where he just kind of breaks free and does yeah. a little wiggly well, dance you in know, the ground. If, if you notice... Er- <laughs> The wiggle dance was the highlight of the movie. I'm told. <laughs> he is a he is a snappy dresser. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, I, I love how early on you, you know they're building that structure, and then very slowly the structure goes away, and it, it becomes it's not a womb. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the birth canal is very gets cl- more clear and more clear and more clear until then at the end there they're out. He's out in society. Right. Yeah. To to bring the metaphor to a close. Yeah. I mean, it gets very surreal. Uh, in its presentation of it, uh, much more surreal than We Are What We Are does. Yes. Uh, with that same message, but it's uh, it's it certainly stays with you. Yes, and there's a lot of sex happening. There is a lot. And yeah, and, and none of it you're like hubba hubba the yeah. whole time. You're like, oh. <laughs> well, as as we said before, it it goes places. It does. It sure does. So. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we are the flesh. It was an experience. It and was. We thank you for sharing it with us and <laughs> grab a towel. <laughs> And as always, be sure to let us know your thoughts on any of these movies that we talked about or some that we missed. You can find us on Twitter at Fright Club Pod. And again, uh, there's going to be no in-between studio Fright Club until the next Fright Club Live, but we want to see you back here. That's right. On August 14th, we are going to show Hounds of Love, which again is a very difficult film to watch, but it's incredibly great little Australian independent horror movie, and we are going to talk about missing persons. And there may be a bit of fun before there that one. There might be so a Fright Club field trip. Hopefully we'll have an announcement here very soon. So get so, your shots. <laughs> so uh, we always appreciate you listening to the Fright Club. Then wherever it is that you listen, please subscribe, rate, and review. All right. So uh, until next time, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club podcast. Thanks, you guys. Hit it.